This is Novel Marketing, Episode 17. I'm James L. Rubart. And I'm Thomas Umstadt, Jr. And this is the show for novelists who hate marketing, but still want to become best-selling authors. So last week, in Episode 16, we talked about how to prepare for your next podcast interview, whether you're talking about your book or something else. Sounding good on a podcast is really critical. This week, we're going to teach you how to sound like a pro, and what is more important, how to get invited back. So, Jim, how do you sound like a pro? What's the number your number one tip for sounding well, good on a podcast? It, it's it, So I used to be on the air. Some people know that. I used to be on air at a radio station. And the first thing my program director said to me is when you are on air, you need to smile. But no one can see. Why do you need to smile? I know. I know it's serious. And I, I asked him that question. I go, what do you mean smile? Nobody. I'm not on TV. He said, they hear it in your voice when you smile. And it's true. It's so true. In fact, at, at my company, I train my staff to answer the phone with a smile because if you answer the phone and you're frowning, they can hear it somehow. It's, I don't know why that is. I guess being in a smile puts you in a better mood, but it's so important to smile, even if it's five o'clock in the morning and you're doing an interview because of a time zone difference. You got to yes. smile. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm not a morning person, and I do uh, radio and podcast interviews sometimes early in the morning because I'm being interviewed on the East Coast. You have to smile even then, and drink lots of coffee. Coffee. Yes. All right. Yes. Tip number two is to be ready early and show up on time. So a lot of podcasts will record in a big bunch. That's what we do with novel marketing. We'll record a bunch of episodes back to back. And for interview style shows that do one interview right after another, if you are late, it puts an entire string of interviews late and you end up hurting other experts that you may not even know because you weren't ready. So make sure everything's working ahead of time and then show up on time. The the third tip we want to give you is crank up the energy. You are on stage. You really are on stage when you're on a podcast or a radio interview. And I did one radio interview where I, I followed a gal and she was talked like this and let me tell you about my story. And, and, and you were turned off simply by the way she delivered her lines. I have this saying that I, I love that I heard years ago, attitudes are contagious, are yours worth catching? Mm. And so if you have this energetic attitude people are going to pick up on that they're going to love that and they're going to like you even if even if they're not picking up on everything you're saying they're going to like you and this is one of the most important tips for being invited back if you're a high energy interesting guest you're going to get that call back for another episode some point in the future if you're dull and boring and monotone they're, not only is that podcast not going to invite you back, but the other podcasters that are listening to that podcast won't get invited back. A good, interesting guest, an author who's interesting in one podcast, it's, you'll see them travel all the way through the podosphere as they get interview after interview because they're high energy. Another tip is to use the host's name. So it, And this can be tough if you're doing you know dozens of interviews. You, you don't even know what radio show you're on or what podcast you're listening to, and that can be a huge mistake. So hopefully you did your research ahead of time, like we talked about last episode. And you're not just using the host name, but you know something about that audience and that podcast specifically. This next tip is... <laughs> I think is absolutely critical, and that's keep your comments brief. Or another way to say it is speak in sound bites. And if you don't know what a sound bite is, that's what the media refers to a short sentence that they can get from somebody on TV, somebody on the radio, and obviously in podcasts. What I mean by that is you need to practice ahead of time giving your answers in maybe 25 words. I'm not kidding. 
answer in 25 words. And if it's interesting, they'll ask you a follow-up question. Then you give them another 25 to 30 words. I was on an interview once where I did this because, again, I have a background in radio. And the host at the end of it goes, oh, my gosh. I can't believe this. You made this so easy for me. I don't have to edit anything. You talked in sound bites. He was so surprised by this. And I said, well, I did ha do have a background in radio. So they will appreciate it if you speak briefly. And this, this is important for podcasts. It's even more important for radio. And we'll do episodes on radio in the future. But I've been a show host before. And I know how terrifying it is when you have a guest and you're looking at the countdown where they're going to go to the news in exactly 37 seconds. And you've got to wrap it up. Otherwise, it's just going to end abruptly. And you're just like, please stop talking. Uh, and which is, can be hard if you're excited about your book, which you need to be and have that high energy. So, And then Thomas... <laughs> easily inter interruptible, right? Let me just let me just fill out a few more details. I don't want people. These are guidelines. They're not rules. Pirates of the Caribbean. They're guidelines. You know, <laughs> not rules. Um, you don't always have to speak in thirty words. Sometimes you're going to go on a little longer if it's a story. But just like a book, ebbs and flows. Some scenes of action. Some things really move, and then it slows down. Just like a piece of music, where some of the music is hard hitting, then it gets softer. Uh, it's okay. Just make sure you don't speak in long, run-on sentences every answer. They will appreciate the shorter. And the key is to let the host guide the conversation. Right. That podcast host knows what's interesting for his or her audience. And he or she's going to guide that conversation. So if you get off track, you want the host to bring it back and focus on the most interesting aspect of your book or the most interesting aspect of your story. Otherwise, you're going to turn people off and you're going to be less effective in selling your book. Speaking of selling your book, you want to mention your book title. <laughs> this is a classic mistake. Someone doesn't mention their book title the whole episode. Hopefully, the show host uh, will do it. But you want to be able to casually mention your book title during the episode. One of the other things that you need to be aware of is the mute button on Skype. And I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm worse at this than Thomas. But if I have to clear my throat, you don't want to screw up the recording. You heard me do it, in fact, even earlier in this, this podcast. There's a mute button on Skype. You can just hit that mute button. You're totally silent. You can clear your throat. You can get that drink of water, take it off mute, and you come back. This really will help you sound professional, and it can totally save you if you need to tell your kids to leave you alone for five more minutes. It helps to be able to hit mute and be like, kids, leave me alone, instead of doing that on the radio or on the podcast, not, not professional. Um, if the podcast is going to be cut down and edited, and this is something we should have said last episode, ask if that's the case. If that's the case, don't feel bad about pausing. A lot of people have never been interviewed before. There's a little bit of nerves going on on a podcast. Don't hesitate to stop for a moment to think. And to you, it'll seem like, oh my gosh, I've been sitting here silent for 30 seconds, when in reality, it's probably two. And that's okay to do that as you gather your thoughts before you answer that question. Because that pause is going to get cut in post-production. In fact, most of what you say is going to get cut in post-production if it's an NPR-style uh, interview. So the final tip to, during the podcast interview is to have fun. If you're having fun, the host is most likely having fun. And if the two of you are having fun, your audience is having fun. And that's why people continue to listen. And that's what will get you invited back. Thomas, I'm going to go crazy here. I'm going to go wild and I'm going to throw in one more tip. Okay. Bonus tip number one. <laughs> bonus tip. <laughs> and that is practice. Ah, so good. 
here's what I mean by that. You probably have other author friends that are being interviewed. So get on Skype and have one of you be the host and one of you be the interviewee and practice it. And then you can critique each other. You would not submit your first manuscript without any editing to anyone. You would go over it again and again and again. You practice on your writing. Do the same thing here. And another way to practice is to start doing podcast interviews way before your book is launched. So, you know, you have an opportunity to sleep on it and get a feel for it. You, often people's first podcast is not their best. and they, It's not at all uncommon to be nervous. So get, get all those nerves out of your way. You don't want the big podcast with a million subscribers to be your very first podcast. So yeah. we've talked about what to do during the interview. What do you do after the interview to help maximize the effectiveness of that podcast interview? This seems so simple, but it's important. You send a thank you note. Um, and in, in the podcast interviews I've done, most of the time I remember to, sometimes I don't send a thank you, but a thank you is a big deal. I had one person that had set up the podcast for me, email me and said, oh my gosh, you sent Shelly a thank you note. Do you realize how rare that is for a host to get a thank you note? So take the simple step to send a thank you note. And I'm actually feeling a little guilty right now because I was just interviewed on a podcast last week and I forgot to send a thank you. <laughs> so the thank you though is important and I'm going to do this now right after we stop recording. But you want to include any links that you mentioned in the episode. This can be really powerful for helping getting links pointed to not just your website, but if you mention a specific blog post or something like that, send the host a link. It will help them when they prepare the show notes, and it will make it much more likely that that link gets included. And for sure, if you're mentioning your book, make sure you send that host links to buy your book on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And, and often, if you put it, send them an affiliate link, and if they're not on Amazon affiliates, they may put your affiliate link in their post, so you're actually getting paid twice every time someone clicks one of those links. Uh, this is an obvious one, but we'll mention it anyway, and that is you're going to find out when the episode is going to air. They're going to tell you that, and then get the word out. Tell people on Facebook, Twitter, blog, however you promote yourself, Pinterest, get information out on how somebody can click and get to that podcast. And that's a good thing to mention in thank you note too. Say, hey, thank you so much for having me on the show. Let me know when it comes live so I can help you promote it. This will really help that show host love you and want to invite you back. Another way to get invited back in that thank you note is to send a list of topics uh, that you, other topics that you can talk on. And so like, hey, I also speak about these related topics. If you ever want to have me back, I'd love to come. Um, one of the things, this, this, this is a tough tip to actually do, but we encourage you to do it. And that is listen to the whole episode. People go, oh, I hate the sound of my voice. Oh, I sounded so bad. Oh, I could have done that better. Oh, I should have answered this. That's okay. You're learning. And you'll take that feedback and you will be better the next time if you do it. Again, hard to listen to yourself sometimes, but it's one of the most effective ways to improve. This is so critical. And this is a bonus tip for how to become a better public speaker as well. For years, I recorded every speech I gave and listened to it afterwards. And so that helped me know what I was doing wrong and helped me improve. One way that will build enduring loyalty with a podcast show host if you do this tip and no one does this this is a pro tip right here but is to encourage your followers to leave a positive review for the podcast on itunes 
and for you yourself to go leave a positive review on iTunes. For podcasters, iTunes reviews are gold. They're even more important than an Amazon review for an author because iTunes uses the number of reviews to rank how high that podcast is shown in the iTunes store. So podcasts with lots of recent reviews show up higher than podcasts without lots of recent reviews. And so, you know, we'd love for you to review uh, novel marketing on iTunes, of course, but if you do this for your guests uh, or where, when you are a guest, they are going to love you so much and they're kind of, you'll be much more likely to get invited back. When you are on a podcast, the show is about who? It's about the listeners and it's about the host, right? It's about the host. It's their show. And so they want to make their show entertaining. So they are hesitant to to do an interview with someone that they don't know how they're going to sound. And so one of the ways to overcome this is we encourage you to keep a copy of the podcast, of the episodes, so you can send to a potential interviewer. They can listen and go, oh, this person's entertaining. Great. I have confidence. I'd love to have you on. This really is really important. Keep that list of uh, recordings on your computer. You can do this by going to the website for the podcast. You right-click on the link and click Save As, and that will save an MP3 to your computer. Don't just keep a link to that episode on the website because some podcasts take down old episodes after a period of time and then sell them or do something else. So you don't know that it will always be available online. So you want that local copy so you can email it to someone directly. Novel marketing podcast has been brought to you today, 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 yes, today. <laughs> and every day. Author, and every day by Author Media, which is Thomas's company. And this is, this is kind of exciting. They have just released their new 2014 website packages. And there are some new packages in there that if you do not have a website, you should check this out because some of them have more whistles and bells than they've ever had before. Some of them are actually more affordable than they've ever been before. So it just depends on what you need your website to do. But I would really encourage you to go to authormedia.com and check out the new packages that Thomas and his team have up. If, if the Novel Marketing Podcast has been helpful for you, leave us a review on iTunes and let other folks know. We talked about how valuable iTunes reviews are uh, earlier in the episode. We really would appreciate if you would leave us a review. It's not hard. You just go to iTunes, do a search for novel marketing, and leave us a review that will help other folks find us. This has been the Novel Marketing Podcast, giving you novel ideas on how to sell yourself and your writing online, offline, and everywhere in between. <laughs>